seeing is noted, an emphasis can shift. So instead of the emphasis being on, I am a long-lasting independent separate entity, a product of a mental process, the emphasis will shift on the consciousness, yes? But there will still be the seeing of the mental experience. There will still be the presentation of a Paul and everything like that, but the emphasis will have changed you'll be more in the sense of being the context than what's appearing in the content. And those are two very different ways to experience traveling here. So the seeing itself is the only way. The mind identified as self can come to a point where it entertains I'm not that. If it entertains I'm not that, the emphasis on itself being that can shift, and then the mind can reflect seeing, instead of reflecting an idea of being a self. Right now it's almost as if consciousness is being denied, in a sense, and all the seeing is, is painted over by a billboard with you on it. So when mind reflects, it reflects on itself, what it's made. Yeah? But in sense, that's not actually true. That's all that needs to start to be entertained. Yeah? When you start ending, entertaining it's not true, it reveals its nature, which is not true. Then the consciousness, though always there, is seen, in a sense, through the billboard. And now the mind has recognized consciousness. And it sees itself not as as it once saw itself. It sees itself, in a sense, as what's seeing itself. It's been claiming it's the one that's been seeing himself and herself and everything else, but it actually 
gets humbled by the recognition, I'm not that. And as soon as that is entertained, what is that becomes obvious to mind. So just as mind is reflecting self, or let's say reflecting false evidence, and and it, it seems to be appearing real to it, when that idea of being the long-lasting, independent, separate entity is entertained not to be so, yeah, that false evidence that's appearing real stops appearing real. What will appear real then is what's real, which is, I am not that, and the mind will reflect that by the presence of consciousness. And there you have it. So, the appearance of this and the selfing's predilection to keep claiming it's you will go on, it will diminish a lot, but it still has its root momentum, but there will be a seeing, not from the billboard, but from the seeing, and that's the freedom, not for the you, but from it. So mind has the ability to reflect, have you ever heard that too? Mind can reflect, mind Mind is empty. True mind is empty. Yes? True mind, all that. Right now, it's reflecting the mental process, the thinking. Yeah, yeah? And that thinking is making up a sense of, see, it offers you a product, a self, a you. And there's a believing in it, and so the a you becomes you. Now life is told from the billboard on. And so whatever happens gets caught in a loop of self-importance. So whatever happens, happens to you at the billboard. Yes? And do, 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 on and on and on and on. And what's forgotten is the context, the illuminating factor. What's previous to all mental activity is consciousness. Obviously, when mind sees that its own reality is unreal, it has the ability to entertain what's real. It's a direct whack. It sees its true reflection, which isn't the billboard, yeah? It's consciousness. So like when they say Zen, when you see your original face, you don't see the billboard. And there's really no seeing the original face. The seeing is reflected in mind, yeah? So it it looks like mind seeing, but it's not. It's just seeing reflected in mind, and so... Consciousness, in a sense, can become conscious of itself, reflecting on with mind, yeah? So the seeing is always going on, but the mind is deflecting it with the idea of being Paul. So the billboard faces this way, the back is seemingly blocking off the awareness of consciousness, and you believe you're conscious, yeah? So why are we so poorly designed that we... Well, you don't want to go there. Well, I'm just wondering. I know, that's what, the wondering will drive you crazy, doesn't it? Well, sort of, no, not really. I mean, not this particular question, Mm, lots of thinking drives me crazy, but this is kind of interesting. Like, no other animal seems to come with such a design flaw. Well, that flaw can be its greatest advantage. Let's say there's a movie here. What a great what a great event when something that thought it was a body realizes it isn't. It's unbelievable. Now if it was constantly in the realization it isn't a body, there would never have been that experience. 
So here you can feel like you are really hunkered down and everything that's been weighing so much on you is so real and then one moment of the seeing erases it all of it. Isn't that a wonderful event? Well, that's the dilemma. Once again, it's not going to happen to you. Because the mind isn't reflecting mind. It's not clear. It's identified with a a product of a mental process, which has got it agitated. Like the mind essence, like we talked about the other day, is agitated. It's stirred up by this activity of selfing. And the stirring up is, is, is... driven by your identification. You believe it's you. Yeah? This is just, that's why this is a beautiful message. We're just entertaining another possibility in that closed system of mental process. I may not be that. Once the mind gets unentangled by the selfing, it can reflect. It can see. It can see, or not, it can't see, but it can reflect the seeing of consciousness. And then it sees its original face, which is consciousness, not the billboard. And the mind wakes up. To what? Its original nature, which is of consciousness, not of a mental process. It's like a pop coming out of an ass, in a sense. Your head comes out of the ass itself, pop, and then it's almost as if you, you parachuted into this moment. It's like a constantly a new entry. And this is a very good field of alertness, because you don't know. Literally, you don't know. The clarity that's being reflected is empty space. It's not filled with things of thought and this and that. When you look at your original face, you do not think about it. When mind sees the original face, it does not think. It's in awe. That, what does that do? Smooths the surface of it. Peace can be enjoyed. Yes? All the agitation has been chilled out. Because now, because the agitation is, it's very suspicious of what the mental process is is presenting as it. Yeah? It's irritable, restless, discontent, it's seeking, seeking, why? Like questions like that, why, 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 why? All of them are reflecting its confusion of its original face. Once it's seen, yes? Once the reflection reflects back that face, it's wonder and awe. It's the greatest vision, non-vision of all. Now, when the mental process presents the idea of being a self, there's a knowing better. And it's applicable to traveling every moment of this place of time. The mind has woken up to the illusion, I'm not that. Now, the head will keep, it will sense that, the mental process, and says, all right, the best I can do with that is that I am not that can become I'm that again. So again, starts entertaining options. I could lose this, I could forget it, something I did can make me not see it. But that's all in the mental process, and it's clear as clear can be, you're not that. But when you your attention gets drawn back into that, then you cannot seem to see or sense the original face.
And then what can happen? Anything. You can feel like you're going to, you're, you're vulnerable, someone who wanted love and never was loved, that all of these impossibilities get to be written as if they're so, because all false evidence can appear real without the original face. And here you are to the day. Things have been happening, and you've been observing selfing, let's say. And then there'll be a part of selfing that rises up as the observer. And then the crystal clarity sees that. And then it goes, runs around, and then it picks up, all right, I'm, I'm the authentic observer from this point. And then you if so long, if you're looking into this, it will seem real. If you're looking from that, you will see it. That's the freedom. The freedom is, your, the true nature of consciousness or awareness is to see or be aware of. It can be aware of everything that's appearing. Yes? And it has the ability to discriminate what's true or not. But unless, if, it, if what it believes is what's checking everything out is the billboard, there's tons of confusion. Because even when the original face is intimated, it will claim it to be the one who saw it. And then if you saw the original face, it will disappear. And then maybe be able to be seen and disappear again. Maybe, and it will all be based on what you do or don't do. That's not it. That is not it. It's a clarity. Something occurs. The emphasis shifts. Now, in your head, if you're playing the selfing, it will seem like it can shift back. That's how the mental process will present it. You can lose this. The billboard goes up, and you have a sense there's a you. That billboard signifies you can have and lose. You can be close and far. You can be connected and disconnected. You can be centered and, and lose the center. You could have, I, had, I knew God, and now I don't know God. It can make these incredible shifts, all false evidence appearing real. To who? You. All of it is going on in the mental process. Yeah? But the mind itself, when it's free from the mental process, not being identified as the product of it, can reflect. And it can reflect your original face. And in that reflection, it gets what it is. Which is, my activity of it is, I'm not that. And that's being what it is. For you to really get, I'm not that, there had to be seen. And that's what you are. That is the activity of your true nature, seen. What you're seeing right now is seen as, I'm not that. The mental process. The mental process continues, but there's a seeing of the mental process that signifies, it doesn't say it, it signifies, I'm not that. There's your freedom from the mental process. But you'll never have a freedom as a product of the mental process. It's impossible. A product of the mental process cannot leave the mental process. There's no transcendence as a product of the mental process. Mind, yes, can reflect whatever, let's say if the mind is turned that way and sees everything as pertaining to this false you, it's very confusing, it clouds it, it can't see much, it's in what we call confusion. The same, same mind, free from that identification, sees very clearly all there is is consciousness. It reflects it. That's traveling lighter. Well, the reflection is not real, is it? 
there's no reflection. I'm trying attempting to convey something with a metaphor, in a way. I don't know how the apparatus is, but I do know mind can cognize something, because it has a clear nature. It's confused because what it's cognizing everything is from the point of view of being a Paul, which is a product of a mental process. So as soon as it becomes the identified product of the mental process, it's defined by the mental process. It cannot entertain what it can possibly entertain, because the entertaining is defined by the system it's entertaining, which let's say is called self-centeredness. Yeah? So its ability to reflect or to acknowledge or to grok is sorely, sorely disabled in a sense, because it's based on the you that can understand, the you that can acknowledge, the you that can entertain, and that you is just a composite of a lot of freaking old ideas and programming. So its, being, it's ability to entertain is in place, but what it's entertaining limits that ability to entertain. When that mind lets go of the idea, I am that, then it has the ability to recognize, I am not. Yeah? In the recognition, I'm not that, that's the opening to that. What else does? Consciousness doesn't have to recognize the nature. It is the nature. The mind recognizes it's the nature. What does it have to do that for? It's already the source. Why would source? If source doesn't recognize itself, I wouldn't say it's source. Yeah. What is? Do you believe source has the realization of enlightenment? Of course not. It's mind that's been captivated or entranced in selfing that gets enlightened to the fact of what? What's always illuminating. Yeah. Why? Because it's reflecting on it. The mind gets it. Hey, I'm not that. Yeah. Now, of course, you could say, well, mind obviously is that. Yes, but consciousness doesn't need to recognize itself as source. It is source. Unless it's sorely compromised. I don't, you, we may get work, difference in words. I'm attempting to say something with word you know, cause the meaning could be different to you. So it could throw a little wrench in your words. It's just something that's cooking right now. So I'm just trying to bring it right out. It's like the daily special. I didn't cook it yesterday. It's being cooked now. So I'm just... I'm opening the oven to give you a look at it. Hey, that's what's happening. Yeah, it may make sense, but it's cooking well, so let it do. So, so let's here. Here's your head, and right now your attention and interest is attending to and interested in the mental process, obviously. So the head is obviously seeing the presentation of you until it stops seeing the presentation of you, and then it becomes identified with that presentation of you. All of it is a presentation of a you. But there's a point where the mind gets captivated by it and now becomes, why is it that you can recognize things at times and you can't recognize here? In other words, you can see all the activity in, the, in these first three squares, but the fourth square you're confused about. This is where the act of identifying is in place. Mind is very clear, it can see all the places it used to seemingly get stuck or this and that, and it can go,
Yes, or all this Greek and selfing. It has the ability, yeah. But it doesn't see this yet. And so there's a part of the mental process that goes, I'm over here checking out the rest of the mental process. So all the seeing, the idea of being Paul, that's the seer, claims it. That's mental process. There's no way this that, that activity could ever leave this process. When the mind entertains a message like, I'm not that, what I would hope would happen is more and more life will inform you of all that what you're not. And there's a point where the entertaining goes, and there's a, let's say you get a moment where you realize, I'm not that, and then there's a clear reflection of what you are. The consciousness, yeah? The consciousness, and then you realize that it's always been that way. All that happened was, there was my whole mind was captivated by the mental process, and all of its interest and attention and ability to reflect was just reflecting self. And it got caught up in that, yeah? So the mind was caught up in there, not knowing its original face, taking this to be the original face. Confusion sets in. So we offer you an invitation. You are not that. So you go home and maybe read books about it, or you just start around for me. I entertained it. I just walked around, I entertained it. And after a while, something occurs. My mind, freed from this constant uh, slavery to this mental process, opens up, yeah, can now understand what it couldn't understand about the mental process. It can recognize selfing. It goes, holy cow, I was taking that to be me selfing all day. Now it recognizes, oh, that me isn't me, and it's just selfing. Da, da, da. And what occurs, it gets freed from that, and what can it do? It can rock or get consciousness. It, it has the ability to get it. Once it gets it, it's very clear it's not that. If that gets strengthened, or whatever, or strengthened, let's whatever, then you'll have more and more immunity. Doesn't it seem like you, did it all happen all at once in the waking for you? Or does it seem like it's sort of a process? First you thought there was only three, uh, three uh, squares of selfing. Then you realize, oh, the thing that was seen that there was only three squares of selfing was selfing also, right? Isn't it? And then another month goes by or another day. Then you realize, ooh, so everything that's saying, it seems something, is always included, yes, as the, as the lens gets wider and wider. What is that? Is consciousness growing? Mind is getting undisturbed. Yeah? It's chilling out. Because in the idea of being selfing, it's constantly seeking, isn't it? That's agitation, no real, no peace of mind, because the mind is thinking how to do, 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 and the mind is captured in that mental process, because it's me I'm thinking about. Yeah? Yeah. The same thing, if I say I'm not that, then, quote unquote, another me, let's just say, consciousness, will now be attended to, which gives you the freedom from the content. And doesn't it seem like it grows? Even though we say that, oh, it's, it was never everything happened, but here, in the, in the traveling of this seeming life, it seems like you grow more conscious, in a way, doesn't it? You become conscious of what you used to be conscious as. And it goes more and more and more. Yeah, yeah this is 
parents have it growing, even though it's like you're becoming, like the lights being turned on in the room. The room is always there, complete and everything, but you didn't really see it. And then the light gets brighter and brighter and brighter, and all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, now I see the whole room, you know. Exactly. So on, so on. But the whole room can only be seen <laughs> as not being an, a, an attendant in the room. Yeah? Because the selfing will say it's seeing the whole room. And it will be an implied feeling, I'm not the self. This is really you, the authentic one. We've gotten through all these things, and I'm really telling you now, we've seen it all. And let's go on with the business of whatever. Yeah? But that's always, always, always within the circle. It's never, ever going to be outside the circle, because it's a product of the mental process. But when that mind... Mind just has an incredible ability to entertain. You must see that. Look at what we're entertaining now. We're entertaining separation. We're entertaining we're bodies. We're entertaining that terrible things could happen to me next week when next week's not happening. And we will even preemptive preempt that terrible thing from happening next week because we'll feel like it's happening now. Yeah? There's a whole lot going on with that. This is exhausting. It's like the, the ability to reflect is constantly being churned up. This is, and the, the engine or the motor of that churning up is being identified as part of the content. The only piece in the content is context. When the context is noted, the content chills out, seemingly. Your dream gets happier, you travel lighter. Even if the dream doesn't seem to get happier, you travel a lot lighter through it. Why is that? Because the mind, instead of being engaged in the selfing, the mental process, it's now mirroring or reflecting its own nature, its true nature, which is consciousness. And then it sees itself being expressed every moment prior to all thinking, which is the conscious contact of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and noticing thoughts. And now that becomes the emphasis. That is quote-unquote me. And if that is me, I'm not that. We're going, first go, I'm not that, and that will be me. Because it's in the act of recognizing I'm not that. That's the verb of being what you are, which is conscious. The verb of being what you're not is seeking. To what? To be conscious. If consciousness is consciousness, so let's say awareness is awareness, how could it ever be sullied by any contact with anything else? it would always have a buffer because it would be aware of its own uh, nature, which is awareness. It would recognize immediately, or prior to any immediacy, what it is. There's something else going on. The mind is unconscious. Because it's incredibly hyper-conscious of the mental process selfing. So that causes it to be unconscious to what? Its ability to entertain what? Something other than that. 
when it entertains something other than that, can you imagine, look at how much you can make your body feel the effects of what's not happening. It's an incredible miracle work. What's not happening is next week I'm going to be fired, let's say. Now, I'm sitting here, and maybe it's not too hot, the fan's on, I just had this incredible soup and everything like this. I'm sitting here, it would seem that there could be a response of ease and comfort, yeah? Well, let's say your head is very, very agitated. Why? Because it's in what's not happening. It's thinking. It's having a mental experience about what's not happening. Having that mental experience about what's not happening, it can download what it would think were the effects of that having been fired now into the body. And you have a mental experience and a physical experience brought to you by the mind, the mental process. Yeah? That mind, if it can entertain what's not happening and, see, and make it seem to be true now, could you imagine if it entertained what was true? Exactly. If it entertained what was true, you could have total immunity to what's not happening. You could have total immunity to what the thoughts do, which is bind you to the idea of being a self. You could actually have total immunity to that because what was lacking, it seemed like there was a lot of looking, obviously your mind's looking all over, but what was lacking was seeing. It's now understood seeing is what I am, and therefore I have an immunity to what I'm not. So as you, as the mental process presents a you, you see it as a you. The mind stays peaceful, rested, doesn't get agitated about what's not happening. Why? It's not happening. It doesn't get agitated about what once happened. Why? It's not happening. It gets to stay clear, clean, peaceful. And in that is a reflection of what truly is. Emptiness. There is no inherent, long-lasting, independent, anywhere, any near, anything. And what arises is seen very clearly not to, cannot possibly be you, because what you are is prior to all arising and all disappearing. Yeah? If selfing can stop and you keep on going, you must not be that. Selfing can be startled, it's a verb, but you can't be startled. What you are doesn't stop and then start again. It's always so. That's why it's not able to be recognized. Yes, Joe. First of all, it's inviting. It's not teaching. Yeah, it's really an inviting because you can't. It's an inviting. And then the way I say seat assignment is just making a joke about what's obviously a fact. Here, I'm here. So I say yeah. wherever I'm here is my seat assignment. Sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just. One. It's not like I've been ordained anything. It's just here I am. This is happening. This is, must be my seat assignment. If I was baking a cookie, I would say that's my seat assignment. Right. Okay. 
Okay, so I like to my mind. I, yeah, it's, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. To me, everything is seen humorously. Maybe not to you when I share it, but to me, my, I'm enjoying the hell out of things. So my head, what happens? Then the head. Put, I say, yeah, that's my seat assignment. Why? Because that's the seat I'm in. Obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I've been ordained. Yes, yes, Paul, go out and teach. You know. Joe's pondering still. Yeah, it's not really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving it time, bro. Come on. <laughs> Paul, I was wondering if you could just briefly share your own awakening story and how did you know it happened? <laughs> well, I don't believe in an awakening event, to tell you the truth. I think you came to you came to to what's always so. So there's not that's not an event because it's always so. And it doesn't happen to anyone because there isn't anyone. So it's sort of like it looks like you were somewhere and then you got on a ride. But that looking like was part of the ride. All there is is verbing. So there was no point where someone got on and now he's on the awake ride. All of it is verbing. It's always been so. And it's just a matter of emphasis shifting, I'd say. Because it's always been so before you ever see it as always being so. But you're not seeing it as it always being so. Are you? At times. But when anyone ever comes to you and shares this, he says, it's always been so. So it's always been so. So it, it, it never comes to be so. And it never comes to be so to a you. It just, what for me is, it just became obvious I'm not that, and that's the activity of what I am, which is consciousness, yeah? Being reflected in my mind. I was just about split second on you or on the other side. There was no process or premium. I can't say that, because that, there was never a me on the other side. I know it's, I'm going to semantically screw with you, but... Let's just say, for me, no. I was received the invitation. I was running around, looking, 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 looking. And, you know, it's gotten very prolific since two, like 98, 97, I think I heard it, a little earlier than that. And it was a novel idea to me, though. I was looking for another form of meditation, you know, because I was looking for, like, a turbocharged Kundalini meditation or something, you know, because I've been Vipassana, Zen, this and that meditation. And the person just said a simple thing. Well, why not just ask who's the meditator instead of looking for another technique of meditation? Instead of shopping for another spiritual thing, ask who is it that's the shopper? And now this was monumental to me, just the, my, like I was just talking about, that attention, which only seems to be coming from the self, and when it goes back to self, it never questions it, it just bounces back off, and it's this giant loop. The attention never pierces the self. It just hits it as if it's you, like solid or opaque, and then goes back out and dwells on itself as an object or other people, yeah? So it never seems to... The attention and interest and the awareness and the focus never seems to do its job, because you're totally unfocused about this. So the question was, who am I? You know, who is the meditator? And I started to ask this, that question, and I didn't go away immediately when it said it's me. I stayed and asked it again, and what occurred with me was just some, <coughs> like that. It's hard to explain, but 
I would entertain that, and the energy would just go, and I would feel like the, the, the deck of cards hierarchy was getting reshuffled. Something was, and then I would do it again, and then, and it would be like that for like a period of time. One time on a plane ride, like 14 hours, it went, and then then go back up to go, again, and I was like, Jesus Christ, in this plane of everyone, <laughs> going on and on and on and on. And then, you know, again, it got pumped up, but then I'd go look at it again. Boom! Because the thing is, for me, if you want to look at it as, as an activity in time, it looked as if there was glimpses, but the habit was to keep reflecting the mental process. The mind was identified with what was being presented in Mind. I'm talking about mind as a quality of mind, but it's not the conditioned quality. Yeah? The conditioned quality and the mental process produces the idea of being a self. The unconditioned quality got, became identified as that and forgot its unconditionalness, let's say. So it took itself to be that, but it has always the potency to recognize it because it has the ability to entertain. It's that, yeah? But it's now only entertaining everything from this, which neuters all imitations. Everything that's being entertained, if it's entertained as, a, as this, the self of the mental process, that's not entertaining something. That's entertaining you all day. That's truly what we're enslaved to. While we're entertaining things out here, it's all really reflecting what's entertaining. That's the biggest entertaining we're in. And it's slavery. In a sense, the mind is constantly entertaining this, while it's entertaining very limited possibilities in self-centeredness. You know it. Like the possibility of being okay here is I will be okay. It's always based on time and what you do or don't do or someone else does or don't do, right? The possibility of being saved, maybe first it's the man or the woman, then unfortunately it maybe becomes a spiritual teacher, but somehow you want to be saved here. Yeah? You don't want to do anything. You'll just fucking save me, will you? Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. And a couple other ones, but all that's happening is the mental process just keeps representing the limited possibilities, and the, con- the captivated mind is, can- is like a marathon runner in a little cellar on a four-foot four foot lapping. It's just unbelievable. It's put, you know, it has the potential to entertain the original face, in a sense, and yet it's entertaining how my face looks all day, as this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doesn't it? I mean, some people are constantly entertaining how they're looking and their body looks all day. That ability to entertain is now subject to this mental process that's producing the self again, because you become identified as its center. Very limited feel. If you've lived it, if you've lived under it, you know. It's just representing, rehashing, reoffering the same old, same old. The same advertising, yes, when I meet that next girl, that's going to do it for me. Or when I go to my vacation this year and I go to Tombango, I'll arrive. Or when I get that new couch or whatever it may be. And, and if it doesn't deliver the real translation, it just lives in excuses and rationalizations and blame, doesn't it? Only something that failed miserably would have those as qualities. Excuses, rationalizations, and blame. It has to cover up the fact that it's inadequate to bring you what you're looking for, which is what? Peace of mind, because it's inherently in the mind, peace. But not when it's agitated and identified with a mental process. So we're trying to find peace of mind as the source of the agitation of the mind. I mean, obviously, self can't get out of self. Yeah. Um, 
something interesting you said about stirring the mind, right? I read uh, last night, I was reading a book, and they talked about light and water, trying to explain this 3D versus 4D that you're talking about. They said, imagine that all of us were like little bowls of water, and the moon was shining on all of them. And you could see different reflections of the moon in each bowl, and that's what we think we are. We're really the moon, but we, and our water can be stirred, or it can be still, or we think, oh, I need a nicer bowl, or I like that bowl over there, or whatever. But we're none of that. And it's very difficult to go from seeing yourself as a reflection of the water to seeing yourself as the moon. It's a quantum jump. You can't get there from here. So I think that's what a lot of you know so-called seekers get stuck in, saying, well, how do I get there? Like, help me. So what would you say to that? Well, you can't get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not as a seeker. See, that's the self thing. You're identified as something that you're not, which makes gives all the value to the, the journey. Yeah, because the real value is what thinks it's on the journey, but that can't be entertained. So it has to be, you know, the, the pot of gold at the end of the spiritual rainbow. And so then there's doing and having, because that's the only modality it knows as a self. Because if you want to find what is inherently your own nature, which is pristine awareness you're going to have to come from here to do it. And therefore, the, the prior uh, nature has been overridden by this insinuated nature. So you cannot entertain that is you because you're already bu- busily entertaining this is you. Not you, but the mind. The mind is entertaining this is you, so it cannot entertain that is you. So it has to make that an object to it to seek for, obviously. And it's looking for it in tons of different ways. Every time you go to bed with someone, you're actually maybe looking for what's looking. But we're thinking what's looking is Paul, and it's not. Yeah? Obviously, the mind facilitates consciousness. Consciousness enlivens this whole place, this whole, what we call the living experience. Yeah? But none of us, very rarely, are noticing that that's so. And if we start thinking about it, we think about it as us, which causes it never not to be what we are. And of course, what's the mind going to do? It's going to look for it. It's trying to reflect it, but all of its mirrors are pointing out. And the fact is, it's there all the time. It just has to, and then it would see the original face. And then all the selfing would come to a halt, either for a second, or an hour, or days, or years. But if it can come to a halt for a second, then it can be halted at any time, and for all time. There's no, there's no diminishing the possibility when the mind is free from entertaining this. It can, ent- free, it can, be, it can entertain freedom, unbelievably so. But now it's entertaining freedom for this, which is slavery. And it uses freedom to enslave this. That's what's so amazing. Your idea of freedom becomes a way it enslaves you to what's not free. So every time you're trying to get out of self, you're actually being in self. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. People believe they're getting out of self by doing things. But if you raise the view, it's actually being, being in self. Every movement to get out of it infers that you're in it.
when you see that activity that's going on in your mind, when you see that selfing happening, um, it becomes almost frustrating again. Like you go, oh, there it is again. You know, you see yourself. That's part of selfing, that that thing that says frustrated. No, the thing that presents the frustration as you being frustrated, that's selfing. Again, yeah. Yes. In other words, every reaction, there'll be another reaction, but that'll be disguised as you reacting. And then some awareness will come in and you'll see some of those you reactions were just reactions, but that reaction to that will be a you reacting. Yeah? Yeah. In other words, all the escape patches don't lead out of the system. They're all within the system. Yeah? So self, obviously self can never leave the process that made it. It's impossible, because it doesn't exist anywhere. It doesn't exist at all anyway, but it doesn't seem to exist anywhere other than in the mental process. And with a mind that's identified as the central point of it, which is the self. Consciousness is always available all the time. I don't believe consciousness is confused. It doesn't work for me, or awareness. Awareness, yes, for us to become aware of awareness, we don't... If we were aware as awareness, that would be that. We become aware of the awareness by mind. Mind becomes aware of the awareness, and usually it becomes aware of the awareness as I'm the one that's aware. So its recognition of the awareness is claimed by the mental process. But mind becomes aware of the awareness, doesn't it? Or the consciousness. Consciousness does it. Consciousness is already consciousness. How could it become conscious that it's already conscious when it's already conscious? The mind is what facilitates an experience here. The mind, yeah? There's a recognition of awareness, but it's seen I'm aware, which neuters the message, which is awareness is what I am. The mind is just reflecting the mental process, throwing up an idea of what it is, or awareness, throwing up a great idea of what it is. I am that, or I am that. Now we're like this, we're, we're in here, and it's not mine going, I am that, I am that. It's the product of the process that says, I am that, or I am that. That's why it's difficult. That's why it's not happening. When mine gets this message, yes, and it isn't like, here comes the message in the mail slot of concepts and new language. The first thing that runs to it is the mental process. I'm getting the message. But, see, this message is good because the envelope basically says nothing. So when you get it and open up, the real message gets out, which is to mind. And the real message is, I'm not that. Not to the mental process. Not to the selfing. You are never going to convince selfing. It'll be convinced one second and unconvinced. That's its nature. It's dualistic. Yeah? You can't convince it and be but mind can be convinced. Yes? Mind can be convinced. So the message goes into, hey, mind, while you're busy looking at this fucking mental process, you may not be it. What? (laughs) Another possibility entered into the realm of possibility, which with the gatekeeper was never getting in. Selfing was constantly claiming everything that came in and say, I'm the one who's going to entertain this. I'm the one who's going to entertain that. This one hopefully will get into mind, and mind finally in its little field of entertaining is the idea I'm not that. So then the mind starts looking in a different way. It starts seeing what it wasn't seeing before. Yes? What is it? What? Do you think consciousness is informing you of it? Consciousness is just conscious. 
But the mind starts waking up, starts looking around. Hey, Jesus, that person said that thing. This seems exactly what's... Could it possibly be I'm not that? And it starts entertaining something it never entertained before other than as that. And then it can get a clear fucking reflection. Both ways. It doesn't have to turn around. It sees. Sees. I'm not that. That's the activity of being that. Consciousness or awareness sees I'm not that. Mind reflects it. I'm not that. Emphasis shifts to awareness. You travel lighter. Because now you're not swimming in the soup, thinking you're on the rim. Yeah? You're not taking a content to be the context. You have reached, there's no reaching, but there's been the entertaining of the context, and there's no other context other than that, and that's that. Now you have freedom from the content because there's an awareness of the context. It's not, an, not you aware of the context, an awareness of the context. Mind, yeah. Mind and a mental process. The mental process is not all mind. It's an activity. Yes? Presenting a you. The rest of the mind seems to become identified as a you, and now all of its mind gets starts entertaining what's possible if I'm a long-lasting independent separate entity, which is separation, voila, which is I can be the source of love and not feel love at all in a whole life. Voila, I can get sick and die. Voila, I can be destitute and no one ever take care of me and be thrown around in the winds of this world. Aha, it can entertain everything and anything that can be presented by the mental process. All the imaginings about how terrible it's going to be for you, you can excruciatingly feel it in a way as a mental experience. That same mind can entertain what is immune to all this freaking activity. So, is there any conversation beyond this conversation? I hope so. I wanted to converse with someone afterwards. (laughs) I don't know, bro. This is just coming new. I don't usually phrase it this way. I'm trying... This is like an off-Broadway show. (laughs) Because I was sitting in in, in the beautiful back... And some new download was coming. And so something, because I had a little question about no, 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 something. No. Okay. no. Okay. I'm not talking about what you're telling us. What I mean is, if everyone, every supposed separate one, uh, um, awoke, and if the bodies are all still here, is it would there be anything to say? Or is there like a... Like yeah, like the salt if we were at a table together. It's not like... Yeah. There's not like a... Because you still have the... Um, you're still carrying the body. Yeah. And the, well, I would ask you, because you're a master of carpentry, if I was going to build something, I would go seek you and ask you, hey, can you tell me how to build this closet? And if my car broke down, I'd go to a master of mechanics. And then someone, yeah, yeah. And then someone would come to me who we 
for that day doesn't want to entertain it's not that, so we would talk about, hey, it's not that, so I could still have a job, yeah? But it would, you know, probably a lot, it would probably be a lot lighter. I've shared this many times. My whole role is to be obsolete. This is like the worst career choice you could ever make. Because I'm, the faster I'm fired, actually, the better it's gone. <laughs> Literally. Don't let everyone know that, though. The new download. Oh, well, yeah, I just went into your lovely yard, and I was just sitting there, and I like to ha- frame it as entertaining. Yeah. Like the skylight of my head's open, and just entertained. So I was sitting there, and then this stuff was coming through. How to put it in a certain way to present a different feeling I have around it. Because this idea of consciousness being captivated by mind doesn't hold water for me, unless the consciousness is of mind, not that awareness in a sense, but sort of a mind consciousness, yeah? Because that may be fooled, but awareness, I cannot possibly entertain it could ever be unaware. And if it's aware, then it would be aware of what's going on. And it would see very clearly... I'm not a long-lasting independent entity, and I'll be it forever. Never, this would never even seemingly occur. So there must be some place that something's a little off. Yeah? How could consciousness be sullied by moving through a physicality? I would say maybe the mind has a form of consciousness, in a sense, and that consciousness has the ability to reflect. And what it's mostly doing now is reflecting self, the mental process called selfing. And it's reflecting a life as if we're an individual in time and space and a body, and it feels like it is true, it senses like it's true, the thoughts seem heavy, the body aches, and this and that, and there seems to be a life, yeah? Doesn't it? I mean, that's the experience. And so, how could that be the awareness? I would say that there's just a reflecting going on. One, one, aspect is it's reflecting the mental process or holding it or let's say call it entertaining it and it's making this world and the way it seems to be because it's entertaining the idea that we're a long-lasting independent separate entity. Now, and if that is what it's doing and it's entertaining that and then what it's entertaining defines how it can entertain any again, yes? In other words, what it entertains is almost like a, a formulated box, so when you entertain that, your ability to entertain gets enslaved to that system, yeah? So now the mind's ability to entertain is entertaining ad nauseum a life as a self, yeah, isn't it? It's just, and it's presenting and representing the same old, same old every freaking day, dressing it up to be something new. But it's really like a, a life of a world in one closet, you know what I mean? Just looping. And everything about self-importance and reflecting self and self and self and self. Yeah? Now, what would happen is, noticing that the ability of mind is to entertain, that we're slipping in a new message. Yeah? Just possibly I'm not that, which is captured all your ability to entertain. And the only way out, in this metaphor, out and in, would be to entertain your not that. Not not entertain everything as that, because that's what's captured your ability to entertain, yes? 
The mind's ability to entertain has been captured by the idea that I am the one that's entertaining. So when I'm entertaining, is separation. I can be hurt. I can lose my love of my life. The source of my happiness can be somewhere other than where I am. On and on and on and go. And so it's an imperative. I seek, 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 seek. Because I have a lot of conditions that are somewhat unbearable. Yeah? So my mind's entertaining all this stuff. And I'm saying, okay, maybe you're not that. So you, the ability to entertain backs out of it. And now its ability to entertain is not defined by the box it's been in. And it can do what? It can entertain the original face, the activity of it, which is conscious contact, obviously. It's noticing that there's something going on prior to thought. It's, it's noticing that when it sees a dead body, there's a recognition that was an Uncle Fred. It's noticing, it's starting to get all these free samples of getting whacked, and the mind's waking up to the fact that, Jesus Christ, I've been entertaining something that's totally insane. All right? It surrenders, and then it entertains. What's so? Conscious contact, constantly being conscious of, going on all day, and not only saying, I'm conscious, because it fell for that one last time, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm conscious, because I know if I say I'm unconscious, I'll be unconscious. Because that's what happens. Yeah. As soon as there's a claiming of the consciousness, I'm back in that box. All my ability to entertain is now enslaved to entertain this as the one that's conscious. And if it's entertaining this as the one that's conscious, it can entertain this is going to be unconscious, based on what it does or doesn't do. Yeah. And that thing is not going to be able to get relief because it's in a self-contained loop. We're just giving it another message. I may not possibly be this that I'm seemingly seeing and seeing from all day. Aren't you seeing from it and seeing it a lot of times? And when you see it, it immediately hijacks that seeing and says, I'm seeing that from it. See, it doesn't have a cast iron trap for you. You're not always seeing from it. There's a lot of times you're seeing, but it, it rises again and goes, oh, I'm seeing. So there's a lot of plain seeing going on, but it's claiming it, yeah? And it claims it very quickly, so before you can re- the mind can really entertain seeing, it goes, I'm seeing. And so the mind gets into that loop, all right, I'm the one who's conscious. All right, what does that make me? A spiritual seeker. Let's try to make myself more conscious. What can I do and have to become more conscious? And then some insane ideas of what it looks to be spiritual starts being entertained. Yes? Have you seen people who want to make... They get a free sample or something, and then their idea of being spiritual is like wearing whites, you know, or growing their hair long and looking lovingly at the wall and whatever else is in front of them, and talking slow, and I cannot possibly have any anger if I'm spiritual. It's all the mind, captured by this crazy loop, entertaining what it thinks is spiritual. And then judging others, oh, they're not spiritual. I saw him mad the other day. I saw him lusting after a woman. Buddy, if you don't see beautiful women, you're fucking crazy. They're like gazelles in the forest. No, I don't see any beautiful women. I see them all day. No, no, it can't be so. Yes, oh, that means then if that's true, then you're not. Oh, okay, great one, yes. Isn't it? I swear to God, for all the baloney the mind goes through, you've got to see the essence of the ability to entertain. I mean, it's insane, isn't it? It truly is. What you can entertain as important. I mean, I, I shared this the other day, really. When I was 11 years old, 10 years old, walking through the hallway at school, and a girl just very nonchalantly said hello to me. I went home and wondered what she meant by it for five freaking hours. <laughs> what is that but entertaining? 
Right? The event occurred, I went home, and my ability to entertain was put to that task. Let's see what she meant by saying hello to me. Let's go over it. What will it mean if, it, if she meant that she likes me? What should, on and on, it's ad nauseum. Yes? That ability to entertain, to be enslaved to that, is insane. So now it comes out, I'm not that. Now, instead of looking from the system, it's starting to question the system, and it has the ability to see. So it's not seeing the system reflect, and the system, when you let the thing be as real as it wants to be, it shows itself to be unreal. When you're trying to get out of it and get better and all of this, that's, it has you. When you finally go, fuck it, this is the way it is, and then it isn't. As soon as you let it go and let it be as real as it wants to be, it shows it's not real. What happens? The mind gets disengaged, starts entertaining what? What's always showing up, always available at all times, the conscious contact. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It's not all thinking about seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. What we do is think about the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. That's the mental process claiming the conscious contact. The mind can wake up and realize, all right, let's look at it on claim. What does it whisper to me? What possibility does it reveal? I'm that. If I'm looking at the true source of everything, what's, is it you? This is playing the Alpha Omega. It's insanity. The true source is demonstrating itself. All there is is awareness or consciousness. Hey, the mind goes, I am that. Instead of I am this. That's all. And just as it entertained this, and all this insanity is brought up, and you go over it, over it, over it all freaking day, you entertain that, and one of the byproducts is you're free of all of this. Because now what you're entertaining is worth being entertained, in a sense. Because it's infinite. It's totally expansive. You can never end up stopping entertaining. It is the total infinite of entertaining. It is empty space. No parameters, no fences, no walls where, uh-oh, my entertainment hit dead end. All right, what am I going to do now? Entertain something else? This thing, you never hit a dead end. It's constant entertaining, because it's infinite. Mind is freed. It's, it's true reflection is occurring. Entertaining. Not entertaining that or this, but entertaining. Of course it's going to exhibit here as traveling lighter. How could it not? Yeah. Each moment is entertained, and a past moment isn't entertained much, and a future moment is seen to be something to plan for as this, but never entertained. Because it has a clear expression, it's not happening. It doesn't, you don't have to read 800 pages to get uninvolved with what's not happening. It reveals itself. It's not happening. What more do you need? I need therapy about... No, what's not happening, it's told... The perfect solution is it's not happening. Okay, what's, then what occurs? What's happening? Aha, conscious contact. So in a sense, every moment when you see what's not happening is not happening, what you're aware of is what is truly happening. And if that ain't you, I don't know what is. So the apparatus sees its real self. Not what, it sees what's animating it. It was calling itself this, it's that, and then things are cleared up.
or not. Not for this, it doesn't matter, because you're not that anymore. You never were. You travel light, I mean now. Not after the retreat, not after you get your black belt in spirituality or something. There's a lightness to the day, yeah, just like now. And if it's not light, the head's churning, which is a damn good beginning. Let's cook it. Let's cook the thing that's cooking. Yeah. Throw yourself into the soup. See how it does. thought when you talked about that envelope thing. Uh, in a way, it's like our mind is fabricating its own prison, okay, instead of being free. Then it's trying to break out of the prison it built itself. Yeah. So it doesn't know, because every time it tries to break out, it's entangling with its own design. There is no prison because it created the prison. There's no way out of it from the mind. So it's almost like something's got to come in, the envelope's got to come to the door to go, oh, I'm not a prisoner, because... The prison is me. That's right. And then the envelope, what, what does it say? <laughs> How do I get out of the prison then? Because if you try to deconstruct your mind, it's a lot right, This, right, this is what happens with me. Stuff. How I got out of the prison yeah. when I got the envelope was the whisper inside the envelope was, there is no, I'm not in the prison. The best way out of anything is realize you're not in it. The only thing that could be in the prison is a self. But how did you not get sucked back in? How did you stay outside? Well? I didn't. I didn't. That's the whole point. I didn't try to not get sucked back in, nor do I try to get unsucked. It's just a seeing. Yeah. The circles get wider, and you see, for me, I had experiences where I was talking about the three squares, and then I thought the fourth square was my being, and it was recognizing the three squares of mind. And then it was always revealed that that fourth square was also mind. So that happened maybe seven or eight times. And you're not, we're not two levels below a coconut, yeah? When something occurs a number of times, there's a principle usually being displayed there. And the principle was, there is no authentic self. It isn't going to be like the 58 loop or the rim of the context content. There is no authentic self. It's proven seven times. Why do I have to go through 800 times? All right, I got it. The seven times imply the 800 time isn't going to be any different. It's going to present itself as, oh, I'm the one who's having this incredible thing, and yes, and whatever. No. I saw it, you know, one, one example can show you the whole length of the beast. You don't have to keep seeing pictures over and over and over of it. I mean, unless that's what you like. Maybe like a sort of spiritual pornography. All right, let's look at what's the problem all day. No. There's a... You see it? Hey! So when, as soon as there's a, the rising of it, oh, your, ability, your mind can see, you know, has the ability to cognize, to know. It's knowing now in a very faulty system, the conditional mind system. But it's not based on that. You think intuition, thoughts are from consciousness? Of course not, they're from mind. The mind is having an intuitive hit. Yeah? The mind is... It's a much larger modality than it's given credit for. It's, we're just wrapped in this one little loop of it, what's called the conditioned mind. That's job is, I guess, maybe security. So it made up this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So maybe you take care of it better. I don't know what it fucking did. But it, why are we beholden to that little aspect when the whole mind has the ability to entertain? Why would I want to entertain what it wants to entertain all day? Why? Because I'm identified as it. Yes? Once I slip my ability to entertain into that identification, what I ent ent entertain all the possibilities 
of what can happen to a long-lasting, independent, vulnerable self. Jesus Christ! My fairy princess can arrive and then leave me. My source of happiness can be there and then I never, I'm always benigning and neglecting it, but when, as soon as it leaves, oh, that was the source of my happiness. Yeah? It's always, I only want things I don't have. You ever notice that? It makes it really juicy not to have something, because you always want it. Have you ever realized, sometimes it was one of the biggest hits I ever got. I was in a tub, and I started laughing, and I realized, I don't want what I want. <laughs> it's constantly telling me what I want, and it's always, you know, very uh, coincidentally not there. <laughs> I'm always wanting something I don't have. It's never saying, oh, I really want what I have tonight. No, it's always, hey, I really want what I don't have. Guess what? Engage, yes? <laughs> Mind can't see fucking anything. It's confused. Yeah, you're walking around like, jeez. Seeing a curse, seeing a curse, seeing a curse. You can't see it. You can't even... Uh, we, we don't have any ability to be convinced. Yeah? Because we're believing this, and this can be convinced and unconvinced. One miracle happens nine in the morning, you forgot it by twelve. But you have a regret or resentment you've been going over for forty fucking years. <laughs> you've got to see what this mind entertains. It entertains when something's good, it's going to end quickly. When it's bad, it's going to last forever. Don't, don't spite the entertaining. The entertaining is unbelievable, the ability to entertain. It's what has been, the task it, it has been put to is what's driving it crazy. Because it's given, it's like a John Coltrane. All right, John, let's say, I want to give you this theme, separation. Go to it. He could just improvise 40, 50 minute song. Get bluesy, separation, really? Not having what I want, losing what I thought was my savior. Boom, really bad. Well, you can just go on here. I don't think the mind does it. What's it doing here? We're entertaining time. We think there's a future. Can you land in the future? Is there an airport there? <laughs> Shit, but you see them landing there every day. Head, mental experience. That little alley, dead end of mind, that conditioned mind, that got back and forth. <laughs> the whole mind. Ability to entertain. It can entertain its own nature. Consciousness. It can reflect it. It can see it finally. Not see it as you, but see it. Of course it can. How else are you going to become aware of it? By awareness? If it was just awareness, then any animal that can be aware be aware of it. But there's seemingly all in Buddhism and everything, they say the human body is the greatest, greatest gift because there's a quality in the human body. There's a reflective ability. It can reflect. They call it reflect on self, but what self is it reflecting on? Right now it's reflecting on self produced by a mental process. It can still has the ability to reflect what? The real nature. Yeah? What is it? It says the whole thing of the difference between us and animals, one of the biggest aspects, I think, is called self-reflection. We can look back at, well, who's actually killing this sheep right now? The tiger doesn't do that. It just, it's just the killing, yeah? But this thing can reflect. That's mind. They're conscious. We're conscious. What's the difference? You can't say it's conscious, because they're conscious. Animals are conscious. It's mind. The mind can reflect. 
always we can reflect and assume that one becomes awake and I know one doesn't become awake and all that. But let's say you're on the other side of that 4D space. Uh, do you still have to make choices and is there a free will or is it just allowing that intuition to just guide you and you're constantly in the flow? Is there a choosing mechanism that happens or not to align with you know, whatever that intention is? Here there can seem to be free will, so you exert free will if you think you have it. And there? There is no there, but there obviously there's no free will there. None of this is actually going on, obviously. None of this is actually, actually going on. So the suffering comes from when you think you've exercised your free will, and then something goes wrong, and then you think, well, I screwed up, it didn't work, or whatever. So that's right, you entertain, you're the doer. And then, when you entertain, you're the doer, you can entertain being guilty and shameful about what you did or didn't do. And that's all a fiction. Hmm? It's all a fiction. Never exactly. Because it, all the guilt and shame that the mind's entertaining, and what else is entertaining it but mind, is based on you being the personal doer. If you weren't the personal doer, where would guilt and shame rest? What branch would it rest on? There would be no place for it to rest. It's based on the sense of being a personal doer. So the mind is entertaining that it's the doer, and it's bringing the consequences of mind. But I mean, there is an yeah. intent in most of us to do good and do the right thing, right? We don't go out of our way to hurt others. We go out of our way to be nice, to love others, to be cooperative, right? There is a there is a something in us as humans that tries to be good, I think. I think it's, in a way, here, because it's dualistic, it can be both. I don't think there's an innate desire to be good. It can be good or bad. And I don't think people are going out of the way to hurt people. There's a lot of people getting hurt today, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. I mean, on a lot of levels. Violent, abusiveness, emotional, uh, withholding, whatever. There's a lot of pain seemingly inflicted here on others. Because we probably blame them for the condition we believe we're in. Let's say when I was a kid, yeah? Uh, my father used to play with me. And, uh, you know, like fathers do. And when I turned six, when I turned six, he got sick. Very sick. And so he stopped playing with me. So I'm sure a lot of parents sat me down and a lot of the older relatives saying, Listen, Paul, your father's sick. That's why he's not playing with you. Yeah? And I must have heard it maybe hundreds of times. But to me, I had to have something to do with it because of self-centeredness. So... In other words, I had to have done something for my father to choose not to play with me. That is, on the bottom line, the only way I saw it. I don't care how many people talked to me and my blue in their face. What my basic primary conditioning was of self-centered, so everything is basically somehow based on me, so him not wanting to play with me has to do with me. Yeah? That's what happens. That's what the mind entertains in self-centeredness. You become the root cause of many, many things. So let's say you find yourself, this is one of the main things in the Course in Miracles. I hope I don't misrepresent it, but my take on it. The main quote, if you know about the book, well, one of the things is this idea of self-centeredness is, all right, so here you are having an experience of separation. Yeah? And then you hear about there's this eternal light and this lovely God and there's all this bliss and everything like that. But that's not your experience. Who is it, is, who is it that's going to take blame or credit for that? You. 
they say that the initial aspect here is a deep level of guilt. Because somehow, in the experience of being separate from God, it's written into that take that we had something to do with that. Now, how insanely crazy would you, mu- would you have to be to separate from God? Well, let your mind entertain that possibility. Let it riff on that. So all the guilt that people are feeling and dumping on others is that guilt of separation because they believe they must have done something for it to be this way. Why? Because that's the only way self-centeredness thinks. That system sees everything as how it pertains to it. So if separation is seemingly the experience you're having it, it's going to be somehow based on something you fucking did or didn't do. Yeah. Now sit with that and see how unbearable that is. And what is the mind going to do with that unbearability? Dump it. Project it. Blame others. All these ways to get relief from its own pollution. Yeah, The selfing is one of the most polluting, mental pollution, pollutants of all. The, the way it processes this place does not work. It produces so much refuse and garbage, and then you meet someone who's your significant other, and that's the place you think is the dump. So you pull your fucking truck and you dump all your shit on them. And if you're having one of your typical arguments and a stranger walks by, you'll shut up. As soon as that stranger leaves, you're back at it. So who do you regard more? The, the one you love or the stranger? Who are you more worried about? Your face or, or your ass? That's self-centeredness. It produces so much debris and so many quote-unquote problems. And then it takes itself as the taskmaster to find the solutions. This is the insanity of self-centeredness and the self Unbelievable. It can entertain tons of problems, so it can entertain tons of solutions. The problem is the entertaining of problems and solutions. There's no relief. Isn't there? How many times? Did you ever find a solution? Well, that was it. That, that's not Maybe for like a drain problem, but in your own life. It's always having to get a new turbocharged solution or a re-up on a solution. Or, or here's, the, here's the same book on the same solution. Let me reread it. <laughs> Don't feel like I have the solution anymore. Did Eckhart write another one? Get that next one. All right? I don't need this. This will work for me. It's so on and on and on and on and on it goes. And it has to have time to stretch all this bullshit out. Plus, if you're in a problem and the thing can't deliver the goods, what is it going to do? It's going to entertain that in the future there could be a solution. (laughs) Well, that's a great deal. Okay, so I seem like I'm stuck with the problem, but I can have hope. Hope, all, incessant hope, that someday it's going to get better. Oh, thank you, old great one. It's like... Oh, you're going to be a mule for the rest of your life, but maybe one day you won't. So here's this giant burden. Now keep on going, and in the future there'll be a place where you can be taken off. Okay! But each, each, the trip to the future is the present, and the present, you have this incredible burden with the hopes that there's a mythical future where you can put it down. You're like a pack animal. We're like pack animals. All rooted in this little groove of mind called conditioned mind or a mental process that's producing a sense of being a self. Yes, not a thought. The thought's there, but the sense is a feeling. And so we get captured. And then the mind becomes that. And it entertains what is offered in that 
small system, and it just goes over them and redresses them and puts on a different face, but it's the same, same possibility, driven by incessant hope, that what's totally hopeless one day may work. Really, look at it. And as you get older, it gets to be more and more obvious, man. I mean, how many formulas? See, if I try 58 formulas and they don't work, my mind will always have hope it'll be the 80th one. <laughs> it's the 80th. That's the one. It's like the lottery. You keep buying the tickets. I'm going to win finally. It's the same modality, same mind. This is like dropping out of the game, but you can't drop out as a self. Let the mind entertain you, maybe, possibly not that, and then just see when the selfing tries to claim that entertaining, that's starting to see. Yeah? Before, you never saw that. Now you're seeing it. There you're on to something. The ability to see is being entertained, and when you entertain something that's true, guess what? It's got some damn power. Because it's, you can, look what you're doing with what's not true. Can you imagine if you entertain what's true? Which is all there is, is that, yes? But what entertains that? That? Of course not. That's already entertained. That mind entertains. All there is, is that. Then this is done with its job. Let's recognize that. Now I'm that. Appearing as this, but I'm not this. I'm trying to get that. Yeah. What's the interlude? Is it awareness? When, why does awareness have to realize awareness? If it needed to realize awareness, it mustn't be aware of something, which is awareness. Mind recognizes If you ever had an experience that you're not the body, you must have believed you were the body to have that experience. If you were always not the body, there would never be an experience. Hey, I just realized I'm not the body. You must have been entertaining you were the body, and then... Something happens, and then, yeah. I could be totally wrong. Remember, we, I'm going to destroy this recording. This is off, off Broadway. I've got, to make, I've got to polish this up before I present it, because I know it's got a lot of holes somehow. But I hope you get the message conveyed, the energy. It has nothing to do with how it's being presented. It's the juice. It's the souffle. Yes, like yesterday. Unbelievable energy. It's so sweet. That's it. That's it. Is there any truth that uh, some people who have realized themselves are of such a high vibration that just being in their presence, something in you, whether it's energetic or mental process, calms down, aligns, you know, that yeah, process yeah. happens, yeah. and it's almost like a gift, Yeah. right? And uh, that would be such a great um, enabler or catalyst to your growth. Is that true? Yes, yes. I believe so here. Yes. Because it enables you to entertain something. Yeah. If they're a really good messenger, they'll make sure it's not them that you're going to entertain, that it's just a reflection in your mind of your own mind. Yeah, hopefully. But of course happens here. Hopefully that's what happens in this room. Something gets cooked by us all here, because the mind can entertain this presence. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier when minds, seeming minds, entertain it. So it magnifies it, you feel it at the meeting, and hopefully it feeds you in a certain way. So that what? You'll, that muscle of entertaining will start entertaining. Yeah. Isn't that what happened? Someone said, you may not, you know, who am I? A very simple little thing, but look what that can do. Someone asks one subjective question, the attention gets freed in an affinity. Yeah. Just one little thing. He didn't give you 800 pages of treatise. He said, who am I? Go home and ask who you are. 
That's a little too hard. I get to that too much. Why is it always said this is not happening? Why is that said? I, like, I don't understand the point of that saying, being said. Because what is happening is happening. You, you hear that all the time. This is not really happening. None of this is really happening. None of this is really true. But your experience is that it is true. Your experience is that there's flowers there, that, that these people are in the room, that that's the experience that's here. Yeah. So how do we say, come to say, this is not really happening? Very easily. You just say, this is not really happening. <laughs> where's, the, where's, the, where's the truth in that? It's not in this. It's not in really... <laughs> I'm, trying to look, I'm trying to look for the truth in it. Now let me go. I'm going over every little suspect. Let me see which one is it. It's bouncing around. I say what's not really happening a lot of time with the thoughts, yeah, when you're thinking about the future. But it is happening now. Yeah? It's part of what's happening. Yeah. But what I say that for is because at when you're really engaged with that, what's not happening, it's excluding it as something that's happening and what's happening. It's as if it's, it's in and of itself the only thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say what's not happening. Yeah? Because most people, their attention interests get so drawn into that, they basically blink out of here. They're not, they're not responding to what's happening now. So it's almost like a drug. It's a mental drug. They get addicted to it. And in that drug, it creates like a swoon. They forget the conscious contact, and they get it, they have a mental experience about what's not happening, which is one aspect of what's happening. But when that occurs to someone addicted, it seems to be the only, it overrides all of what's happening. That's why how I hold it and speak about it. Yeah. So it's your particular story that you're talking about, it's not happening. I'm talking about the mental experience. When people think about something of next week, they have a mental experience of it. It's not really an experience like this. It's a mental experience. Right, and everyone's mental experience is different in this room right now, so you're saying, as opposed to what's really happening in this room. Well, I'm not saying that so much. Um, This is a particular activity the mind does, which is it dwells on a future situation and thinks about what could possibly happen on that thing. And so it, it creates a, it, it has a lot of speculation. Some may be good, so a lot of some may bad. Just like when you, you're, you're not at the vacation spot, but you're, you're thinking about it. So, yeah? So let's say Hawaii's not really happening. So you spec, your mind's entertaining the idea of Hawaii happening, and it's speculating on what could possibly happen. Yeah? You don't know that what's speculating it is defined by a conditional, uh, Programming, and so if you've watched how my, if I could show you what how my mind entertains what's not happening, I'd say it it shortens the possibilities of something really good happening, and it elongates the possibility of something really bad happening. Yeah, because I've had tons of the meals it's offered. <laughs> when it starts thinking about what's not happening, I'm usually choking after I take the first uh, course. Yeah, because. All the possibilities, and it may lead you into what's not happening with the idea of something really good, but then it goes, but, and then the real take is, oh, but this, blah, 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 yeah? So, I like the idea of being immune to what's not happening as an activity, a mental activity. I see. And, so, and why I, how I do that, in a sense, is the simple recognition that it's not happening. 
or you can be grounded in what's happening, and that will give you a sort of an immunity to it. And like in the group I'm in, recovery, just that one idea entertained allows a lot of peace of mind to occur. That mind that's enslaved in the selfing, there's, a, there's like a, a calm spot that they can feel. And I'll tell you, to have a person who's been used to so much agitation have an experience of calm and peace, it frees up the ability to entertain. Because now they can entertain, hey, I can feel peace and calm. Yes? And I believe once you entertain something, there's no stopping that. It's a good question. Just about allowing an entertaining to occur. What happens is sometimes the mind will entertain it, but the self thing kicks up and totally overrides it. You forget that you felt the calm. So some people who are they're being bummed out, they, you meet them, they go, I've been depressed for the last seven days. I say, all day? Yeah, all day I've been depressed constantly. All right? I think that's what they said. So then I see them at a party at night, and they're smiling. So I walk up to them, and I say, Tony, are you depressed right now? Oh. No, he wasn't. See, this, But the story was blocking out all of the samples of the, in, the untruth of that story, blinding them, so that this narrative could continue. Yes, I've been bummed out 24-7. Why? Because then that would be really juicy bummed outness. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I mean, how could a hopeless state... How could a hopeless state be seen as a hopeless state if any hope was entertained? Yeah, that's what happened in recovery. It says, all of us suffered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So we were busily entertaining, it was a hopeless state of mind and body, which furthered what? Drinking and using. Hey, fuck it. I can't get out of this, so let's get loaded. Boom, 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 boom. So it says, but if it was truly hopeless, there would never have been any recovery from it. If it was a hopeless state of mind and body, that would mean it was hopeless. But it was seemingly hopeless. In fact, it wasn't hopeless. But it was seemingly hopeless to who? You. Actually, to a mental process, but you're identified with the center of that, so it now seems to be you. And that makes it seem real when it becomes you. A life is a life until it's your life. Then it becomes really, really meaningful to you. So, like, in recovery, we say a God of our, of our understanding. I don't want a God of my own understanding, because I would say it would be framed by the mental process in selfing, and that God would be a weaker God than the self, obviously, because it's not removing all the suffering I seem to be having. It gives me little respites, but never takes it all away. I want to know a God of its own understanding. Yeah. I don't want this all-powerful thing to have to come through a very small frame to affect my life. I want to entertain its understanding, which is there's no frame to everywhere. <laughs> Therefore, you're always available at all times to where the grace is, because it's everywhere. So now you entertain that you can never possibly be bound because you're free. Yes! So every time the selfing presents your handcuffs and you so easily put them in, you don't. You don't. You do not give over your wrists, and therefore you're free, inherently free. And after a while, free, 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 free. It's very entertaining. What's so? There's no work in entertaining. What's so? All you need to do, if there's any work, is to entertain. <laughs> what's not so? Once you see that, hey, that's not so. Boom. That's entertaining. What's so? 
There's no work involved. The whole work was denying this, not affirming it. It's so fucking... It's an exhausting ordeal to... to <sighs> selfing is exhausting, as you know. I mean, you just can't feel bad. You have to have 800 pages of why you feel bad. It's a huge story is written over every little passing sensation. <gasps> why? <laughs> it was my mother. It was my family of origin from Mars. It was, oh, i got to get Mars, ther- Mars therapy now. First I had human therapy, but now I'm in my real, the real juiciness of my dilemma is from Mars. I'm an alien that's here and I shouldn't be here. That's okay. <laughs> Like for me, when I first, I, when I was first sober, totally out to lunch, I get these feelings, and I thought it was a real metaphysical, mystical thing. All I needed was a bologna sandwich. It was hunger. <laughs> My mind was misreading it totally. Oh, this means so much. It, yeah, you're hungry. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, you're so out to lunch. It's unbelievable. Seriously, have one bite of bologna sandwich, the whole metaphysical, oh, why? No, gone. I was hungry. The question, why I'm not satisfied, the only real answer to that is when you're satisfied. You won't have the question, why I'm not satisfied, because you're dissatisfied. Yes? Yeah. I'm just delirious with this stuff. You cannot believe how many times my my head in this last two weeks has been put in the uh, spiritual toilet bowl. I mean, I'm just I'm like fucking, I'm awash with this. I'm just like fucking gone. <laughs> I, my whole intent is to stay here now. That's really, literally. Not go there. <laughs> there is so here. I, you know, fuck. I just want to watch a fucking basketball game or something. (laughs) Ground myself into this place. I'm kidding. If this was about accepting invitation, you would think you could say no. It's not. This is like a draft. This is conscription. This, This is not a volunteer army. Once the mind can entertain this, it's like Brahmana said, your head is in the tiger's mouth. It's just, all you can do is drag it out in time. Yeah. It's already done. Literally. It's already done. And there'll be so many moments in every day that it's so obviously done, and then you'll get engaged in the movie that it's not done, but it's just done. What's done? <laughs> <laughs> You can't see that it's done because it's doing all the time. See, doing doesn't imply done to us. But in that fact, being done here is doing. It's verbing. The expression of doneness is being. And the being is what? Conscious of. The activity of being conscious of is the example of doneness. No more questions, eh? That's good. Now we could sit here and really enjoy the souffle quietly, if you like, or we could get up and enjoy the souffle unquietly. Which would you have it if you have choice? <laughs> Too late. Take it back. <laughs> Yeah.
once you get a sense it's always so, there's no drive to rush into it. As if it's a passing bus. It's not. Yeah, it's always so, just as it is. You may have some incredibly beautiful experiences, you may not, but it's just, there's an always so-ness to it. <laughs>